Today is the 22nd day of August, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Lord, open our lips and your mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this. The Lord himself is God. He himself has made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the 22nd day evening prayer. Psalms 108 and 109. My heart is firmly fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and make melody. Wake up, my spirit. Awake, lute and harp. I myself will awaken the dawn. I will confess you among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your loving kindness is greater than the heavens, and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Exalt yourself above the heavens, O God, and your glory over all the earth, so that those who are dear to you may be delivered. Save with your right hand and answer me. God spoke from his holy place and said, I will exalt and parcel out Shechem, I will divide the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet and Judah my scepter. Moab is my wash basin and Edom. I throw down my sandal to claim it. And over Philistia lies shout in triumph. Who will lead me into the strong city? Who will bring me into Edom? Have you not cast us off, O God? You no longer go out, O God, with our enemies. Grant us your help against the enemy, for vain is the help of man. With God, we will do valiant deeds, and he shall tread our enemies underfoot. Hold not your tongue, O God, of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked, the mouth of the deceitful is opened against me. They speak to me with a lying tongue. They encompass me with hateful words and fight against me without cause. Despite my love, they accuse me, but as for me, I pray for them. They repay evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man against him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty and let his appeal be in vain. 
let his days be few, and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife become a widow. Let his children be waifs and beggars. Let them be driven from the ruins of their homes. Let the creditor seize everything he has. Let strangers plunder his gains. Let there be no one to show him kindness and none to pity his fatherless children. Let his descendants be destroyed and his name be blotted out in the next generation. Let the wickedness of his fathers be remembered before the Lord and his father's sin not be blotted out. Let their sin be always before the Lord, but let him root out their names from the earth. Because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy and sought to kill the brokenhearted. He loved cursing, let it come upon him. He took no delight in blessing, let it depart from him. He put on cursing like a garment, like it soaked into his body like water and into his bones like oil. Let it be to him like the cloak which is wrapped around him and like the belt that he wears continually. Let this be the recompense from the Lord to my accusers and to those who speak evil against me. But you, O Lord my God, O deal with me according to your name. For your tender mercy's sake, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I have faded away like a shadow when it lengthens. I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is wasted and gaunt. I have become a reproach to them. They see and shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God. Save me from your mercy's sake. Let them know that this is your hand, that you, O Lord, have done it. They may curse, but you will bless. Let those who rise up against me be put to shame, and your servants will rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with disgrace and wrap themselves in their shame as a cloak. I will give great thanks to the Lord with my mouth, and then in the midst of the multitude will I praise him, because he stands at the right hand of the needy to save his life from those who would condemn him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 21, beginning at the first verse. When he had parted from them and set sail, he came straight across to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. When we found a ship bound for Phoenicia, we went on aboard and set sail. We came inside of Cyprus, and leaving it on our left, we sailed to Syria and landed in Tyre, because the ship was unloaded its cargo there. We looked up the disciples and stayed there for seven days. Through the Spirit, they told Paul not to go over to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we left and proceeded on our journey. 
and all of them with wives and children escorted us out of the city. There we knelt down on the beach and prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and they returned home. When they finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemaeus, and we greeted the believers and stayed with them for one day. The next day we left and came to Caesarea, and we went into the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven, and stayed with him. We had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy. While we were staying there for several days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. He came to us and took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands with it, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is the way the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and all the people that urged him not to go to Jerusalem. And Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Since he would not be persuaded, we remain silent except to say, The Lord's will be done. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day, by night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. Jesus left that place and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And crowds again gathered around him. And as was his custom, he again taught them. Some Pharisees came, and to test him they asked, Is it sinful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But for the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. 
Therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house of the disciples, ask him again about his matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to the disciples, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Here ends the readings. Seek the Lord while he wills to be found. Call upon him when he draws near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the evil ones their thoughts. And let them turn to the Lord, and he will have compassion. And to our God, for he will richly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as rain and snow fall from the heavens and return not again, but water the earth, bringing forth life and giving growth, seed for sowing and bread for eating, so is my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish that which I have purposed, and prosper in that for which I sent it. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Here is the reading for the Tuesday following Proper 14. We continue with the Passion of the Holy Martyrs, Perpetua, Chapter 2. Here's a summary. Perpetua, when besieged by her father, comforts him. When led with others to the tribunal, she avows herself a Christian and is condemned with the rest to the wild beasts. She prays for her brother, Dinocrites, who was dead. After a few days, there prevailed a report that we should be heard. And then my father came to me from the city worn out with anxiety, he came up to me that he might cast me down, saying, Have pity, my daughter, on my gray hairs. Have pity on your father, if I am worthy to be called a father by you. If with these hands I have brought you up to this flower of your age, if I have preferred you to all your brothers, do not deliver me up to the scorn of men. Have regard to your brothers, have regard to your mother and your aunt, have regard to your son, who will not be able to live after you. Lay aside your courage, and do not bring us all to destruction, for none of us will speak in freedom if you should suffer anything. These things said my father in his affection, kissing my hands and throwing himself at my feet. And with tears he called me not daughter, 
but lady. And I grieved over the gray hairs of my father, that he alone of all my family would not rejoice over my passion. And I comfort him, saying, On that scaffold, whatever God wills, shall happen. For know that we are not placed in our own power, but in that of God. And he departed from me in sorrow. Another day, while we were at dinner, we were suddenly taken away to be heard and we arrived at the town hall. At once, the rumors spread through the neighborhood of the public place, and an immense number of people were gathered together. We mount the platform. The rest were interrogated and confessed. Then they came to me, and my father immediately appeared with my boy and withdrew me from the step and said in a supplicating tone, Have pity on your babe. And Hilarionus, the procurator, who had just received the power of life and death in the place of the proconsul, Minucius Timonianus, who was deceased, said, Spare the gray hairs of your father, spare the infancy of your boy, offer sacrifice for the well-being of the emperors. And I replied, I will not do so. Hilarionus said, Are you a Christian? And I replied, I am a Christian. And as my father stood there to cast me down from the faith, he was ordered by Hilarionus to be thrown down and was beaten with rods. My father's misfortune grieved me as if I myself had been beaten. I so grieved for his wretched old age. The procurator then delivers judgment on all of us and condemns us to the wild beasts. And we went down cheerfully to the dungeon. Then, because my child had been used to receive suck from me and to stay with me in the prison, I sent Pomponius, the deacon, to my father to ask for the infant. But my father would not give it him. And even as God willed it, the child no longer desired the breast, nor did my breast cause me uneasiness, lest I should be tormented by care for my babe and by the pain of my breasts. After a few days, whilst we were all praying, on a sudden, in the middle of our prayer, there came to me a word, and I named Dionocrites. And I was amazed that that name had never come into my mind until then. And I was grieved as I remembered his misfortune. And I felt myself immediately to be worthy and to be called on to ask on his behalf. And for him, I began earnestly to make supplication and to, and to cry with groaning to the Lord. Without delay on that very night, this was shown to me in a vision. I saw Dinocrates going out from a gloomy place, where also there were several others, and he was parched and very thirsty, with a filthy countenance and pallid color, and the wound on his face which he had when he died. This Dinocrates had been my brother after the flesh, 
seven years of age, who died miserably with disease, his face being so eaten out with cancer that his death caused repugnance to all men. For him, I made my prayer. And between him and me, there was a large interval so that neither of us could approach to the other. And moreover, in the same place where Dinocrites was, there was a pool full of water, having its brink higher than was the stature of the boy. And Dinocrates raised himself up as if to drink. And I was grieved that, although that pool held water still, on account of the height to its brink, he could not drink. And I was aroused and knew that my brother was in suffering. But I trusted that my prayer would bring help to his suffering. And I prayed for him every day until we passed over into the prison of the camp. For we were to fight in the camp show. Then was the birthday of Geta Caesar. And I made my prayer for my brother day and night, groaning and weeping that he might be granted to me. Then on the day on which we remained in fetters, this was shown to me. I saw that that place which I had formerly observed to be in gloom was now bright. Dinocrates, with a clean body well clad, was finding refreshment. And where there had been a wound, I saw a scar, and that pool which I had before seen, I saw now with its margin lowered, even to the boy's navel, and one drew water from the pool incessantly, and upon its brink was a goblet filled with water, and Dinocrates drew near and began to drink from it, and the goblet did not fail, and when he was satisfied, he went away from the water to play joyously after the manner of children. And I awoke. Then I understood that he was translated from the place of punishment. Here ends the reading for today. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, Drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, rejoice to give you thanks, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy church. Fill it with all truth, and in all truth, with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where is it in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.